On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we are sitting down with the one and only Katie Lance to talk about what most real estate agents are doing wrong and what they're doing right. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 32 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am Dustin Brome, your host. I'm a realtor with EXP Realty in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm the founder of the Massive Agent Society and searchsaltlake.com. And on today's show, I'm super excited about this. We're bringing on Katie Lance, the one and only Katie Lance. She's very well known in the real estate industry. She's an author, a coach, a speaker, a trainer, and she runs the Get Social Smart Academy. She's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to real estate marketing. And and she gets down into the tactics and specifics. We're going to have some recommendations on apps that you need to use and services that you need to use to help with your content. We cover a lot of different topics, but but the whole theme here is what most real estate agents are doing wrong and what they're doing right. So let's bring on Katie Lance. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm sitting here with the Katie Lance. Katie Lance, uh, the author of the of Get Social Smart. She's a national speaker, social media consultant. She's definitely a mainstay on the stages of Inman Connect. She's spoken at social media marketing, social media marketing world in San Diego a few times, and she's she's one of the biggest names in the real estate marketing world, and for good reason. And I think you'll find out today. So, welcome, Katie Lance, to the Massive Agent Podcast. How's it going? Hey, Dustin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for making time on this on this busy Monday. We're, we're recording on a Monday, which is never easy. No problem for you. Anytime. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay, Katie, you've you've kind of ever since I started paying attention to real estate marketing stuff, uh, I kept seeing your name and reading your articles and everything. You have a really good presence, but. It's. I mean, it seems like you've been in this industry longer than I have. How did you first get your start? Like, what's your background in getting into the real estate marketing world? Yeah, absolutely. So I started in, I guess, real estate marketing probably about 10 years or so ago. I've always been in marketing. I just always have loved the idea of marketing and branding. That's always kind of been my, my background. But yeah, my first job in real estate, I guess it was about uh, 2005, so Okay, longer than 10 years ago. I'm probably dating myself. <laughs> but uh, I got hired by a local real estate brokerage here in the San Francisco Bay Area where I live. And I was hired uh, to be their marketing director. And I had no experience in real estate, uh, but really thought the, the company and brokerage is a cool brokerage. I thought, hey, you know, marketing's marketing. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll go from there. And it was uh, definitely a, a fire hose of learning. I was I was kind of the the gal in charge of of laying out all the newspaper ads and I was, you know, creating ads on in homes and land and, and doing all the just listed, just sold postcards. And so I got a really good sense, like firsthand of how real estate marketing works from a company standpoint, a brokerage standpoint, but also individual agents and, um, you know, kind of self-taught myself how to use Illustrator and InDesign and, and, and all this stuff. And it was such a great experience. And that's really when social media started to kind of, kind of, uh, rear its head in terms of business. And while I was working at that real estate company, my boss at the time said, hey, have you ever been to Inman? And I was like, in, in what? In what? What are you talking about? And he said, well, there's this great conference every year I'd love for you to go to. So I went to Inman Connect uh, in San Francisco for the first time. And I remember standing there looking around going, 
wow, these are my people. <laughs> and I was totally blown away. Uh, and ended up working for the real estate company for a number of years. And then uh, when it was kind of time to, to start looking for the, the next thing, I was following Inman on Twitter and they sent out a tweet saying that they were looking for a, a marketing rock star who could crush it. Uh, Gary V's book, Crush It, had just come out. So I was like, oh my gosh, that would be such a, dr- a dream job. And nice. so I, I kind of hopped on that, uh, reached out to them and, and, and got hired to work for Inman, uh, which was amazing. I got hired to work as their marketing director and was doing a lot of content kind of behind the scenes. Uh, and then from there, really kind of dove right into, into social media. And I remember thinking at the time, like, oh my gosh, you know, content is the biggest challenge for most people. And, and Inman is a news organization. Like how, you know, how amazing is this? There's a plethora of content. And so really kind of rolled up my sleeves and helped to build their brand. Um, you know, when I started at Inman, they had a couple thousand followers and friends. And by the time I left, I think we were like, I don't know, half a million or something crazy, which was just Damn. awesome. Not <laughs> bad, to, not bad. To, uh, to see and just did a lot of fun stuff with them. I helped launch the ambassador program. That's, that's still like a super active program today. I'm super proud of that. Um, and worked there for a number of years. It's a, an amazing organization. And in 2012, kind of got the entrepreneurial bug and decided to go out on my own. And so we launched our uh, our company back in 2012. And now my husband quit his corporate job. He works with me full time. And we've got a great team. And we help companies in real estate get smarter about social media. So we focus on consulting and speaking and training. And we're having a blast, keeping me busy for sure. <laughs> no doubt, I swear. Whenever you you go, you start going down the road of creating content. I mean, let let's set aside building a business around it, but <laughs> just putting out content like it's crazy how busy you can make yourself in a very short period of time. And it, you know what's funny, Katie, is I hear so many people talk about how they can't think of ideas. Like they're like, well, I don't know what to do a video about. I don't know what to do a Facebook Live about. I have the opposite problem. I, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. I, like I have way too, you know, it's, it's hard for me to even do a fraction of everything on my ideas list. But what, what kind of advice would you give to people who do struggle with that? They have that writer's block, so to speak, uh, when it comes to thinking of, of the topic for their content. Yeah, I, I definitely hear this all the time. Uh, we get this a lot inside of our academy, just, just folks who are just, they're not sure where to start with content. And I, I, I actually think that there's, it's, it's not even necessarily what the content is. I actually think that if you take a step back, I think there's some psychology around and, and this, I, you know, I'm not an expert in psychology, but I just, I do think from watching a lot of agents and brokers that they get hung up, not necessarily on what to say or what to post, but they think, well, who's going to care if I say that, right? Like, I'm just an agent, like, I'm not an expert. And then and then they get caught up in, oh, gosh, I have to get on video, and I don't like how I look or how I sound, or I'm not a writer. So I actually think beyond content, like, that's half of it right there. And so getting part, part you know, kind of part over that piece of it. But then when it does come down to what should I talk about, I always recommend that people think about what are questions that they get asked all the time. You know, as an agent or broker, you're dealing with lots of different people at different points in, in, in their life, different points in the transaction. And so my recommendation is when someone asks you a question more than once, write it down. And I like to, I mean, I, I love technology, but I, I have a notepad by my computer and I'm always just jotting down little things that people ask me or conversations that come up. And especially those conversations where you are thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, if I get asked this one more time, or <laughs> how, do, how do people not know this? Like those type of questions, that's a great piece of content. So that's where I'd recommend you start. Nice. Yeah, that's good advice. And I also think it's important that 
that you have a notepad like on your phone or Evernote or something like that where you can go put an idea down as soon as it comes to your mind. Yes. Because I, I don't know about you, but I get my ideas usually after 9 p.m. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, yep. And like I'm trying to wind down. It's like, you know, 1 a.m. and I'm trying to wind down and I get some new ideas. So I have to put them on my list. That helps a lot. And then whenever you're stuck for an idea, you just refer back to your list. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that's a great idea. You, I like to have a physical notepad, but also I agree. I mean, my phone's always with me, so I can always just, you know, pull up my notes app or, or a Google document or Evernote, whatever, you know, whatever it is, uh, and just and just quickly put a little note down. I, I totally agree. Cool. Well, Katie, the, I think the, the main reason I wanted to have you on the show today is because you've coached thousands of agents and, and trained thousands of people and tens of thousands that, that have been you know, that you've spoken to at different conferences or trainings or whatever. And so you, you see a ton of different marketing ideas and marketing strategies. I want, I want to know, like, what do you see right now that people are doing right? What, what, and, and we're talking in almost August, 2018. So this will come out August 2nd, 2018. What are people doing right today? That's working right now. Yeah, what people are doing right, and you know, like you, like you said, I mean, I see people from all different walks of life, agents, brokers, different parts of the country, and and whatnot, different parts of the world, and really, it, it's it's content, it's unique content. I, I don't think it's anything necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily a new idea. We've been talking about content for a long time, but I think it's more important now than ever before because you know, it's 2018, there is more noise on Facebook on every social platform than ever before. It's it's so hard to get traction to get that organic reach without having to spend a lot of money. And honestly, the agents and brokers that are, are really killing it, they're doing a couple things really right. They're creating unique content, whether it's with their phone, whether they've got a videographer, like whatever the you know, whatever, however, they're doing it, they're creating some sort of unique content like podcasting and all of this unique content, you know, content is everywhere, right? There's no shortage of content, but the value of an agent or broker inserting their voice, inserting their opinion is so valuable because as I, as I've said many times, some of you may have heard me say this before, you know, video tells a story and, and podcasting tells a story of what does it feel like to work with you? Right. Mm -hmm. And so there might be a, you know, 10,000 videos on YouTube about how to get your home ready for the market but nobody's going to say it the way you say it, you know? Right. Um, and I, you know, I use Dustin, I use you as an, as an example a lot of times because you're, I, I look at your videos you know, you're around Salt Lake city and your, your content around what does it feel like to live in Salt Lake city? What does it feel like to live in Utah? I think is, is so powerful. So there's the content piece of it that I think people are doing really right, but there's also the relationship building piece of it. And the, the agents and brokers, who I think are really getting it and they're getting business from it. They, they understand the balance, the balance where they're putting out content. They're being really intentional. They're, they're being smart about how they're distributing it. They're not like spraying and praying it, <laughs> you know, they're, they're repurposing it in a really smart way, but they're also taking the time, whether it's a few minutes every day or however their schedule works to really be intentional about connecting with people in a meaningful way, not just clicking like on 65 things, but connecting with people in a, in a personal way. So, um, you know, it's like hand-to-hand -hand combat. <laughs> it takes time to do that. Uh, but it, it's, a, it's a small thing that makes a big, big difference for sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I like the way you, you explain that too, because I, I agree completely. And, and there's a bunch of different ways they can do what you just, what you were just describing. I mean, you could do that through Twitter video, through a podcast, through a vlog, I mean, through blogging, you know, you can do it in a bunch of different ways, but 
it, the, the goal there is to just get that connection so that people, and we've heard this a million times and we'll hear it a million more times that people hire who they know, like, and trust. And, yeah. and they can't do any of those things if, if they don't know what you sound like, if they can't see you, you know, if, if it's just like, if all you're doing is posting your damn, uh, like open house flyer PDFs on Instagram, <laughs> for God's sakes. Right. Knock they, it off. <laughs> oh, knock that off immediately, please. But they can't do any of those things. So, but when they see you in front of the camera or they can hear you or both, yeah, they can make that personal connection. And some people will like you, some won't. Uh, with me, it's, you know, mostly the latter, but some, some people <laughs> do like me. And, and for whatever reason, they're like, oh, he'd be fun to work with. And, and, and it's just because I'm myself and they make their mind up before they even reach out that they're going to hire me. And so I convert 100% of those. Yeah. It's so powerful. Well, and I think it goes back to this idea of you're attracting the people you want to work with. And that's, that's, you know, when you think of content marketing, that's, that's what it's all about. And so often I see agents and brokers just chasing leads and they're chasing leads. And it's, it's, it's so hard when someone calls you or they email you and they have no idea who you are. And now it's on to, it's up to you to like sell yourself and you go through, jump, jump through hoops. And it's a whole other ball game when people are like, gosh, you know, Dustin, I've been watching your videos for years. I'm on your email list. Like, I feel like I know you. And now it's up to you to figure out if you want to work with them, you know? Uh, and right. it's, it's so, it's just such a better way of doing business, I think in, in a lot of ways. So it makes a huge difference. It really is. And I've been doing quite a few shows recently about content marketing and, and, you know, it's attraction versus chasing and it, it really changes everything and it takes a little longer to get going. Uh But once you do, once you start establishing that rapport and that base of content and, you know, obviously with anything, you, you continue to get better and better as you go along too. It just starts to snowball in a positive way and business just starts flowing and it's organic. It's, it just keeps coming and it keeps coming there's nothing better than that. And, but if you're stuck door knocking or cold calling, God forbid, cold calling, and that's all (laughs) you're doing for business. If you get sick for a month, you know, there goes your business. You Mm -hmm. you can't keep doing it over and over, but your content keeps working for you. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's that whole phrase. We've heard it time and time again, you know, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And I, like to take it a step further and say, I think people do business with people they know, like, and trust and relate to, you know, and that's what I, I like think that. content, I think that's where content comes into play. It's that relatability and the fact that you have to be okay with, Hey, you know what? I'm not for everybody. And that's okay. Right. That's fine. There's enough business out there for all of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So let's, let's switch gears here. What are you seeing right now that agents are completely doing wrong? And you want to see an end to it immediately. <laughs> well, you kind of touched on it a second ago. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, the PDFs on the, Instagram. Yes, the PDFs God. on Instagram. Uh, you know, I still see a lot of automation. I see this a lot on Instagram right now, where people are clearly they've they've signed up for some sort of bot or some sort of system that's just like saying "great pick," you know, on every picture, or they're liking a bunch of things and. Uh, I think agents, a lot of agents and brokers, you know, I get it. They're, they're trying to, they're trying to hack the system. They're trying to find shortcuts. They're trying to save time. And so they will sign up for things like automation or they'll do, you know, just they'll outsource it completely, could hand it off to somebody because they feel like they don't have time for it. And I just think that there's, there's other ways to be smarter about it, right? You don't necessarily need to, to set up this sort of 
you know, automation that's just blasting everywhere or, you know, hand it off to somebody completely because, I mean, the first part of social media is social. So part of it is you do have to be there. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, hiring certain people who might help with certain things. I mean, for example, we have um, a marketing coordinator and she helps with a lot of our copy for our emails and she helps with some of our content that we schedule. And then we have a great video editor because as much as I know how to edit videos, it's just not my best use of time to be sitting down editing every video. So right. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with like bringing on key people as your team grows, especially freelancers. Like freelancers are an amazing way to grow your team in a really smart way. Um, but yeah, just again, sort of the, the automation, the, the taking a piece of content, like you said, taking a PDF, a flyer and putting it on Instagram. I think a lot of people, they will create something and then they think, okay, I'm just going to put this everywhere. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way, right? Every platform is different. I, I've often said, you know, I, I kind of equate it to uh, the English language, right? There's there's English in the United States, and then there's English in the UK, and there's English in Australia. Well, it's all English, but it's all slightly different. And that's how I think about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all similar, but slightly different. So, you know, don't push a button, have it go everywhere, it's better to be on one or two platforms that are going to make the most sense for your business that you enjoy being on than sort of being everywhere, but not really being there. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I always remind people that, you know, if you're there, but not really there, it's, it's kind of like the lights are on, but nobody's home. <laughs> right. It, it's, it's even worse. Like I'd rather you just not be on a platform at all than to have a yeah. profile and have someone try to reach you and they get nothing. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Twitter is a great example. I still see a lot of agents doing this where like somewhere along the line, they like automated their Facebook post to go to Twitter. Oh, the FB.me <laughs> posts. It, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Right. You go to Twitter and all you see is their Facebook links, which basically says, yes, they're there, but they're not there at all. Right. So I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to connect with you because you're not there. <laughs> right. You know, so. And how about yeah. the, the true twit uh, validation or, or whatever? <laughs> Don't you love those? Yes. Yeah, it's oh. still it's still happening. Like the the or the auto DMs like thanks for following me. Make sure you like my Facebook page. I, and I get that a lot on Instagram or not mm -hmm. Instagram. I get this a lot on LinkedIn, right? Where I've connected with somebody and like the first message I get from them is, "Hey, thanks for connecting. Let's set up a call and I want to tell you all about me and how great I am." Mm -hmm. How can I help you? <laughs> right. It, it, and the, it's just so disingenuous. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it is. It's just and, I, you know, I get it. it. All of this takes time, right? But it's about being smart with your time. You don't have to do it all right away, uh, you know. But if you take out the personal piece of it, people can smell it a mile away. And so if there was ever a time to be more personal, to put your own personal thumbprint on things, like now is definitely the time to do that. Uh, great advice. Uh, that was that was gold, too, like with your analogy of the you know, English in the UK and English in Australia and English here, it's all the same language, but different, very yeah. different. So mm -hmm. th that's exactly how the, the platforms are. So I appreciate you saying that because it's, it's so important to not put the exact same thing everywhere. And, and to be totally honest, I still have to kind of fight that urge from time to time. If I, uh, cause right now I'm focusing on these, these 60 second videos on the Instagram main feed and you know, I, I'd spend time creating the video and I'm like, well, maybe I should go put this on LinkedIn. Maybe I should mm -hmm. go put it over on Facebook too. And I have to fight that because for a long time that was okay to do, but the world's changed dramatically and people know and 
each platform has their own language, so to speak, and, and expectations of how that works. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've used the word intentional a few times. People <laughs> need to be more intentional and think about, okay, I'm about, I want to do something on Instagram. What should it, what should it be and how should it feel versus, okay, I need to do something on Facebook. What should that be and how should that feel? Cause they're, they're, right. they're just all different. Yeah. And, and I think too, that there, you know, there is nothing wrong with putting things on multiple platforms. It's just how you do it. Right. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, like for example, with a video, if we, every week we do publish a video, so that video gets put over on YouTube and there's certain things we do on YouTube with it. There's, we upload it over to Facebook and there's certain things that we do it, do over, you know, have it work on Facebook because Facebook's different than YouTube. And then we'll do, I'll do an Instagram story and I'll do a Snapchat story saying, Hey, we just published a new video. It was about this. If you're curious, swipe up. Right. And so it's, it's all about how you sort of present it on each platform. I, I'm a huge believer in like repurposing. And this is where I think a lot of agents miss the mark, especially if they've been creating content. I, I hear this a lot where they're like, Katie, I am doing video or like I am doing podcasting, but like I'm not getting traction. I'm getting like 20 views and no one's watching my stuff. And so I will often talk to them about like, what's your distribution strategy? Because that's a huge piece of it. And if you're creating content that's somewhat evergreen, right? Valuable today, but also three or six months from now, what's your strategy look like for re-promoting that post or that video or that piece of content three, six, 12 months down the road? Right. And just getting really smart with how you're repurposing and slicing and dicing your content. I, I mean, I, I look at Gary Vaynerchuk. I feel like he's sort of like mastered that in a lot of ways. And, and uh, you know, I try to model that in some of the stuff that we do um, because I, I do think that makes a big, big difference. And honestly, that, that's something I suck at is repurposing uh, content that I did once. So I have a <laughs> bunch of content, especially the Instagram videos, and I just have not put the systems in place to use them again or tweak them a little bit or post them in a unique way that's um, relevant for a certain platform. And so guys, if you've been doing a bunch of content, like look back at some of the stuff you've done before. And if it's still relevant, think of how you could share it in a new fresh way uh, because you don't have to always come up with new stuff every single single, every single single, every single (laughs) time. Sometimes your old stuff is great. You just have to share it in a new way. Absolutely. And sometimes that, you know, that's where it might make sense to bring in, um, you know, a video editor or someone who can kind of help, like, give you a fresh set of eyes on your content. And you can say, look, here's my library of content. I'd love to repurpose this and maybe pull out 10 second clips or 30 second clips from video or podcasts I've done, you know, and, you know, a lot of times you can work with someone on a project basis who, uh, you know, who can do that and come back to and they can come back to you and say, okay, great. Well, here's, you know, 20 video clips or 10 video clips or whatever it might be. Um, you know, and that way you're not necessarily doing a lot of the heavy lifting. The content's already there. It's just a matter of kind of like exporting, you know, ex- slicing and dicing it <laughs> is the best way of saying it. Right. What would you say? And that, this just reminded me because you, you talked about bringing on a video videographer or, uh, you know, someone who could help chop up the video and stuff. What would you, for some agent who's there, they have a bunch of business, they're busy, but they're, they're at that point where they can't really add on new business because they're too busy. What do you think their first hire should be? Do you think it should be content related to keep the marketing going? Or do you think it should be transaction and efficiency related, like with a transaction coordinator or an admin? Well, that's a good question. You know, I mean, I think they're they're both really important. I do think having a transaction coordinator, I think, is invaluable. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think it, it just... 
ultimately it comes down to this. So one of my favorite quotes, this is a quote from Darren Hardy, um, who's really, some of you might be familiar with Darren Hardy. He's publisher of Success Magazine and just really well-known keynote speaker. And he has this really famous quote that I just totally resonates with me. He says, as a small business owner, what do you do that when you do it, it makes it rain? I like and I love, mm-hmm. I love that quote because it just reminds me like, gosh, we could do everything, but really what's the best use of your time? And like, I think with the transaction coordinator, that's a great example of having somebody who is dedicated, you know, to that piece of it. And so, you know, I, I do think that's a, a huge piece of the puzzle. Um, depending on someone's business, an assistant definitely could be a, you know, a, a great add on to someone's team, like a virtual assistant who might be helping from an admin standpoint. Some of them can help with a, uh, with marketing, depending on what their, you know, what their skill set is. Um, I do think with video, I mean, I know I've mentioned sort of the video editor thing a few times. That's been a huge game changer for us as our business has grown and I'm busier and busier and I just don't have time to, you know, be editing videos, you know, 10 hours a week. Like I just don't have that, nor do I want to have that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. So hiring someone to, to not necessarily, I would say, create the content for you, but sort of edit edit your voice. So if you choose to be doing video or podcast content or blog content, you know, maybe you, maybe you have someone who is, is a freelancer who can help kind of, you know, just make it look a little bit better, kind of proofread your content or edit your video or edit your podcast. And, um, and so you can, they can kind of come back to you and say, okay, here's, here it is, you know, here's your next four blog posts or here, you know, and kind of give it back to you sort of package. So then you can, you can distribute it. Um, you know, that's, that's really the name of the game for us. You know, with our video, we sit down and I, I usually batch create all my content. I'll sit down and record four or five or six videos all in one shot. Um, you know, because (laughs) I guess maybe this is vain, but if I'm going to do my hair and makeup and sit down and do one video, I might as well sit down and do, you know, four or five. Um, It's efficiency. That's all that is. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's efficiency. So yeah. And I think when you, when you, to go back to your question of who to hire, like, that's really what you have to think about is, is what are your pain points? How can you be more, more efficient? How can, how can you get more time back in your day? Because once you start to become more successful and you start to, the money starts coming in it, it's quickly, you quickly realize like money's important, but the other thing that's even more valuable is your time. And it's all about quality of life. Like I, I don't want to work 80 hours a week. I mean, you know, seize the day. Life is all we have, right? That's be morbid. But like, I want to spend time with my, my kids, with my husband. Like I want to be able to take the trips we want to take and, um, you know, do what we want to do, you know, from, from that family standpoint, the whole work hard, play hard. So who are the right people who I'm going to bring on my team to, to give that, um, you know, kind of quality of life and to take some of that heavy lifting off. So you, I don't feel like I'm doing everything. You know, I think that's, that, I think that's really important. Since we're talking about what agents are doing wrong, I, I know that a lot of agents are doing this part wrong because I did it wrong for a long time is I try to do it all myself, mm-hmm. e- everything. Like it wasn't until the last couple of years that I first got a transaction coordinator for God's sakes. <laughs> but once I did, like I, first off, don't look at the, don't try to find the cheapest one. Try to find the right. best one. Yes. <laughs> try to find the, the TC who, who will do the most for you and take the most off your plate. I pay a hundred dollars more than most people pay for their TC per, per transaction. But what I get from it helps me do a lot more deals and get a lot more done. And just just the amount of mental space that's freed up by not having to worry about a few a few things is huge. It's it's so worth it. So I think that's the best thing to do is, is get a transaction coordinator 
because you only pay them if the deal closes, at least right. with, with mine. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think a lot of them work also. And that's I think great, most do. Yeah. That's a great first hire. It's just, it, and I think a lot of people are scared. Like, oh, I don't know if it's the right time. You know, you have to start somewhere. And that is a great first hire because typically they only get paid when there is a, when there is a transaction that closes. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's a win-win. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And, and right now I'm in the, I'm just starting to look at possibly hiring a videographer who, who's also good with some marketing stuff and, and understands the different social platforms. And so then I can have somebody, if I just, if an idea comes to my mind and I just want to do like, Hey, quick, let's record this. Like, I just want them near me so they can, they can record it. They can edit it, hand it to me. And then I can post it in my own voice. Yeah. Um, Cause that's the key. Like you said, you can't outsource your own voice or the way you say things, but you can outsource like the mechanics of editing the video, putting it together, you know, finding, uh, you know, finding a logo and putting it over the top of it, like all that stuff you can outsource because you yeah. don't need to be the person to do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, we use like Canva is a great example for that. We use Canva for all, of, for all of our graphics. We have a paid version with Canva, Canva for work. And so what that allows us to do is we have templates set up. So whether it's uh, myself or my marketing coordinator, we can go in there and we're, we're consistent with our logo and with our colors and with our fonts and it makes her job easier. makes my job easier. Uh, you know, it's a, a lot of it, to be honest, comes down to systemizing a lot of this. That's why I mentioned Asana in the beginning It's just, it's really comes down to sort of systemizing who's going to do what and what part of it should I be doing. And for me, you know, I said a second ago, this whole idea of what, what do you do that when you do it makes it rain? And a, for me, and I think a lot of business owners, it's it's you, it's your voice. So if I can spend my time either creating content, creating some video or Facebook Live content, that is my voice. And then, you know, having some help sort of behind the scenes in terms of, you know, distributing it to the right platforms and maybe getting some graphics made or a little bit of editing, you know, ordering captions or ordering uh, transcriptions, you know, things like that, which, by the way, we use Rev.com. I know. I think you use that also. That's a, such a great tool. I do. Yeah. In fact, I heard about <laughs> Rev at Inman San Francisco last year for mm. the first time. And I had just done one of my Salt Lake Insider shows. And I'm like, holy crap, that's fantastic. <laughs> so I got on and it, it's what, a dollar per minute? Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. like the best like five bucks I spend every week, honestly. I mean, it's yeah. it's human transcribed. So we, we, we always order a transcription and I always order... Um, I, I say I, but really it's our team <laughs> that does it. It's the collective uh, we, Katie. Katie Lance Consulting. We. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So we <laughs> order a transcription because, it, again, it's a way to repurpose our content. Our video gets turned into a blog post. And so instead of writing it from scratch, we order the transcription and we're able to take that and kind of finesse it into a blog post, right? Um, and then we order the subtitles so we can use those for Facebook because, you know, most people on Facebook are not listening to videos. They're watching videos with the sound off. So right. Yeah, all those little things make a big difference. They really do. Yeah, and and so many people are like, well, I'm going to save – like if they do a 10-minute video and they're like, I'm going to save 10 bucks and just go put these captions together myself using <laughs> YouTube or whatever. Yeah. I mean that, that could take you 45 minutes or an hour or something. <laughs> and, and if it takes you an hour, that means you, you're working for 10 bucks an hour basically. Yeah. And I are see you this even... all the time. People like – what's that saying? You're tripping over nickels to pick up pennies? You know, yeah, tripping over dollars to save pennies or something, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or some exactly. combination of the two, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, it's like, what is your time worth, right? Like, yes, you could do that. Yes, there's free captions on Facebook, but 
have you ever looked at those captions? You have to really read through every single word and make sure everything's correct. And, you know, your time, your time is money for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that when I, that's one of the biggest shifts that I personally made is when I started really grasping that and, and stop trying to save a few dollars here or there. It's one thing to save a thousand dollars, but yes. saving five bucks or 10 bucks when it's going to save you an hour or two of work that you could be doing something else. That's mm -hmm. huge. And pretty soon you're going to start seeing that payoff of, you know, when you use, when you get more of your time to do what makes it rain, like you said, like what Darren Hardy says, mm -hmm. amazing quote. I love that. I'm going to have to write that somewhere. But, <laughs> but when you start doing those activities, what do you know? It starts raining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's, I think, it, and it really become, you when you, you have to be really cognizant of what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to. And you said this earlier where, you know, it, it opens up uh, mind share, right? When you have time where you're not scheduled every moment of your day to give some time to think, right? And to, to brainstorm and to plan. I mean, just last night, you're probably going to laugh, but I was doing some business planning for the rest of the year. And as much as I love technology, like there's something about pen to paper. And so I printed out like these you know, like printable calendars and I grabbed a bunch of Sharpies and I'm like planning out stuff. And, uh, it, but I can do that because I've got like space in my brain, right. To like think beyond what's happening right now. Right. It's like, right. where do I want things to be in six, 12, 18 months? Where do I want things to be in, you know, five or 10 years. And, you know, you mentioned Evernote earlier. One of the things that I love about the story with Evernote, I remember hearing the founder of Evernote on stage at Inman a few years ago, and he talked about this idea of, of building a legacy business, of building a brand that's going to be around 100 years from now, which is such a bold thing in technology to say, right? And I just love that concept of not just thinking about now, but how are you building this legacy of what you're leaving your family and, and, and you know, the next generations. And so it just kind of makes you, makes you think about things in a little bit of a different way. In, Inman's so great. I've only been to that one, but I'm going to be going to Inman, New York. Um, oh, good. In January, because they just bring on such awesome people, like all the founders and and the people that run all these big tech companies or real estate companies. It's just a great collection of very, uh, very successful people, very accomplished people, and yeah, Inman's awesome. So, if you guys have not checked out an Inman Connect in San Fran, well, it's soon going to be in Vegas. They're moving to Vegas. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. I like San Francisco, but <laughs> I understand people not wanting to walk over piles of poop everywhere. I get it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'll miss the fog and the 50-degree temperatures. <laughs> exactly, especially in July. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Vegas in July. <laughs> but then then there's another one in uh, in Manhattan in January. So yes. I'm going to be checking that one out for sure. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great event. And if, if someone hasn't gone, I mean, I realize I'm a little biased because I used to work work there, but... You know, they have all the recordings up right now on Inman. I think you, I think you do have to be an Inman Select member to to watch them. But yeah, I agree. I think that's. I go to a ton of conferences, and I, what I really like about Inman is it's it's not necessarily just real estate. I, I really feel like they bring a great mix of people in the technology space, and um, they, especially this past Connect, I feel like they did such a great job of like pulling out stories from agents and brokers and tech people, just really kind of all over, and it's. Um, it's so fascinating to hear like how, how do people do their business, you know, and how are they successful and what are they doing? And, um, you know, not just keeping it like high level, but really sort of digging into like, okay, actually, how are you doing that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, it, and they really, really dive into tactics, which is cool. Um, yeah. I was a couple of weeks ago, I was looking over my notes from 
from the Inman that I went to last year and just some of that stuff that I, that I learned back then, it, it's still relevant and it's stuff that I'd since forgotten that I needed to do. And it's, it's helped me. So, um, mm -hmm. it's what I like, and it's not just an Inman thing, but when, when you go to other conferences, it, there's the networking with other people, which is very valuable, but you, you learn that there's multiple, that there's different ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. There's no one rigid way of doing something. People find their own way of doing it, but the, the key is to just freaking do it. Like, yeah. and then learn and, you know, listen to what Katie's telling you and listen to, you know, if you read a book, like listen to what they're telling you and listen to what Gary Vee's telling you and then make it your own and do it. And then now you have your own way. Yeah, exactly. And I, I totally agree with you. I think, you know, we talked about mistakes earlier. And I think the other big mistake that agents and brokers make is they suffer from analysis paralysis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know <laughs> where, what that's like. Yeah, they want to get it all, you know, especially you know, the creative types who they, they want to launch a video series, they want to launch a podcast, they want to dive into Snapchat or Instagram, or, you know, they've heard all these great things, but then they don't have a plan together. So they want to be intentional, they want to make it work. And then all of a sudden, six months go by, and they've done nothing. So I would say that's one of the biggest things that biggest piece of, of, of advice I could give anybody is just dive in and just don't be afraid to push a few buttons and try it out and see what you like and what you don't like. And uh, it'll it'll evolve, you know, a lot of it just becomes a muscle, right? Like, how do you start creating content on a, on a daily basis or a weekly basis? How do you start doing any of this? A lot of it just, be, you have to like incorporate it into part of your day, into part of your, you know, what you're doing on a, on a consistent basis. So don't overanalyze it too much. That would be my advice. <laughs> right. Because when you do overanalyze, that is a habit and you get into the habit of doing it. And uh, Katie, I don't know if you've heard uh, my story, but Recently, like I'd say as of January of this year, I made this switch and I don't think this is normal. I mean, maybe it is, but there was something I was walking the dog. That's when I do all my best thinking. I'm listening to podcasts. <laughs> I'm walking the dog at like 9 p.m. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back home and record a podcast episode. I'm just going to launch it. And mm -hmm. I came up with this name uh, randomly, like all on the same walk. And I just went and did it. And something about that has then made this year so far, I've been so productive. I've accomplished so many things and launched so many new things that I'd wanted to do, but just, it was just on the list. Mm -hmm. And there's something about making that first big, uh, like when you take massive action on something and you just say, screw it, I don't give a <laughs> crap anymore. I'm just going to launch whatever it is. Maybe it's a vlog or a podcast and you just do it. And then you start yeah. figuring it out. Then that starts to become habit. And pretty soon you're now, your habit is just doing things and figuring it out later, which I think is definitely more powerful. Yeah. And, and that's the way to do it. And so that becomes a habit. But if you don't actually like just say, screw it and, and start whatever you're going to do, you're, you're going to yeah. be in the habit of thinking and analyzing. Yeah. At some point you just have to pull the trigger and just, and you just have to kind of trust your gut and just put it out there and, you know, I think especially with, with content, like whether it's video content or podcast content, I mean, the first few times, or even Facebook Live content, the first few times you do it, I think you're going to feel self-conscious and you're going to wonder like, who's really watching this or, you know, you just, you, but you just have to keep doing it, right? Just keep putting yourself out there because I can tell you right now, and I'm sure you've seen this, the agents and brokers who are doing it consistently they're the ones that are winning, right? They, they're just like week in and week out or month in and month out. They're like putting out content. They're doing it on a regular basis. 
And it's like that value of consistency. And there's a really great book I read last year. It's called Known. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's written by Mark Schaefer. Um, and Mark Schaefer's great. He's an author and speaker. And he wrote this whole book about how long does it take to get known, right, in any industry. Like, and it is this really fascinating. He did all this research about different companies and large and small. There's even some real estate examples in there. Um, and typically, it takes anywhere from 12 to 18 months to get known, right? And the problem is most people give up. Like, it the seven month mark, right? Or the eight month mark, because nothing's happening. They're getting like, you know, 20 views to their YouTube channel and two likes on their Facebook live. And one of them is their mom. And they're like, this is terrible. Like, no, you know, nobody's tuning in. This is like such a waste of time. But what they don't realize is it's like a snowball. Like you said earlier, Dustin, like you're just putting in the work, putting in the work. And then pretty soon you hit the top of the mountain and it's, and the snowball keeps, starts coming down the mountain and you start people getting people who reach out to you. We're like, oh, gosh, I, I keep seeing you on my Facebook feed or, you know, I really love what you're doing with your content. And, you know, gosh, we, we need to talk. I want to work with you. And it's just, it, it's amazing what happens when you kind of push through that fear of like, I don't think this is really working. Right. Right. So, and it's I, huge. we've all seen that. And there's a bunch of different ways that this has been presented, but the three feet from gold concept. And I think there's even a book uh, and it shows this, like on the top, there's this miner that he just keeps digging and digging and digging. And this other guy, he, he gets fed up because he's like, Oh, there's, there's no gold. And it shows, uh, you know, past where he had stopped. This is a crappy explanation, but (laughs) if you've seen it visually good, (laughs) uh, just Google three feet from gold. Okay. Um, (laughs) But it shows that he stopped just a few feet away from this giant, like cavern full of gold. But to him, he's like, Oh, there's nothing here. I'm just going to head back. Mm. And, but he had no idea because he stopped and you just have to, you know, keep pushing that boulder up the hill and it, all of a sudden it starts going down the, down the other side and then it gets easier and you get more effective and you start getting business and, and it just steamrolls. It's behind it is just effort and effort. And, uh, you know, just freaking doing it one day at a time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it's about. It's just effort and yeah, one day at a time and, uh, you know, and just, and continuing to, to sort of put yourself out there. Um, and I think also just, you know, I, I think that you can take comfort in the fact that yes, anybody could do it, but really very few people do it on a consistent basis. And so even though social media and video and everything we're talking about, it's like, it's not new, it's been around for a while, but I would say for most people listening, if you look around at your local market and ask yourself, like, who is doing any of this at all, let alone who is doing it consistently and who's doing it consistently well, I would imagine there's still a huge opportunity, uh, you know, for you, whether you're like at ground zero, or maybe you've been doing this a while, maybe you're someone who's sort of been doing it here and there. And if you're that kind of person listening, like, get consistent. I mean, one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give anybody is like, pick a day that you're going to publish content and stick to it. And it doesn't matter what day it is. I could tell you Tuesday at 7 a.m. or Saturday afternoon. Like The day and time do not matter. It matters that you pick a day and you commit to it. And it's on your calendar. And you just that, that's where you start, right? You get consistent with that. And that makes just a huge, huge difference. For sure. And also, if you get somebody used to, if you get the people who follow you used to content coming at a certain day or time, or like for for instance, this podcast, we release it on Thursday mornings every week. If all of a sudden that didn't happen, people are used to it and they're going to be pissed. And, you know, they're going to reach out and be like, 
what happened because you get people used to it. So you, it, it almost holds you accountable as long as you realize, Hey, I can't stop this now. It, it holds you accountable to keep going and, and being consistent with it. Because if you don't, then, you know, people are going to be upset. They might <laughs> unfollow you because they're like, Oh, you know, where'd they go? Yeah. And, and so it kind of holds your feet to the fire just by doing that. But then that's also what, you know, more and more people are going to come into the fold because of it. You know, what's interesting, Katie, I've seen recently, you bring up consistency and how most people don't do it. Even some big names don't stay consistent with content. Yep. Even within like the real estate marketing space, some people or, or brands that you or I might, might see as, uh, you know, quote unquote competitors, I guess that they haven't posted on Instagram since April. Right. <laughs> Yep. It's it's bizarre. Yep. And these are the people that, you know, two weeks prior, they're like, oh, you got to be consistent. <laughs> so, it's true. Yeah. E even the, even the firms and the, and the brands and the people that with, you know, millions of dollars backing them, like even they give up sometimes or, or take a pause. So you can, if that happens and you're the one putting out content consistently, all of a sudden there's this vacuum and more people are going to find you when somebody else quits. Yeah. They're, they're looking for that content and all of a sudden you have it. Whereas the person they thought would, they don't. So. Right. I totally agree. And sometimes I think that happens because maybe we overcommit. You know, there was one point where I was putting out three new blog posts every single week. Three Jeez. blog posts a week, which was... That's ambitious. Uh, it, it was super ambitious. And it just got to be ridiculous. Like, it got to be where the quality was suffering and just... It just got to be too much, you know, and so we scaled it back. This was probably at least a few years ago to once a week. And so that helped big time because it helped us focus each week on one big piece of content. And obviously there's other content we do besides just that, but it's, it's, it kind of made us hone in on like really providing a great piece of content, being able to repurpose it and distribute it in a really smart way. Um, you know, and then really get together a, a plan of like, okay, how do we think about Instagram? How do we think about Twitter? How do we think about Facebook? And what does that look like? Right. And, you know, just really kind of at a high level thinking of content, but then like thinking about each platform of, of what that looks like, right? What is, what is your engagement look like? Well, how much time are you spending? How frequent are you posting and, and, and things like that? And just really kind of getting a plan of attack for all of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I guess to go back to what you're saying, like there's nothing wrong with going, okay, maybe this is too much. So let me scale back to something that's more doable because you can always rescale back up. You know, I'm, I mean, who knows? Maybe one day we will go back to publishing <laughs> three right. times a week. But, uh, you know, I think, I think that's fine too, to, to just get to a, a zone that, that works for you, you know, and, and your team. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's just about you know, taking a step back, looking at your priorities, looking at what you're trying to accomplish and figure out if, is what you're doing in line with it? And is it moving you closer to that goal or not? And if not yet, yeah, readjust, like just because you've committed to, to posting to doing an Instagram story for 10 minutes a day, but it's really hurting something, you, you know, this other goal that you're working towards, obviously you can't keep doing it. That's fine yeah. to let it go. Just get, get realigned with your goals. That that's what's important is, is the realignment. Yeah. And I would say too, just to give one other quick tip, I know we're probably getting towards the end here, but I would say if you can get really clear about what you use each platform for, it'll make all of this so much easier. And just as an example for me, when I think about where do I post pictures of my family and my kids? For me, most of the time it's Facebook because that's just where 
most of my family are, most of my, you know, dear friends who are not part of the social media world are, right? And so I think when you think about what it is that you want to accomplish on all these different platforms and what type of content you want to post there, and, and it just makes it a lot easier, I think, as you're going through and, and figuring out where things are going to go and how you're going to distribute it and should you use hashtags or not. And, you know, just all these things we sort of think about, getting clear on that makes a big difference. Absolutely. That's that's great advice, too, because people think they have to do they have to be everywhere on all platforms and mm-hmm. i think to a certain extent that's true but it doesn't mean that you have to do everything the same on all of them and and yeah if if one's for like your personal sphere of influence your family mm-hmm. cool you you know that and then instagram can be for something different and you know then there's youtube that can have a another goal or you just have to know so yeah again be intentional like yeah. Katie's been saying this whole time. I think that's a great <laughs> word. Be intentional. I, I say it a lot. I know I'm a little bit of a broken record, but <laughs> it's it's just really important. And, you know, to go back to what, you know, what are agents who are doing this right? What are they doing? That's that's really what it comes down to. They're being really intentional about their business of, of hiring the right people to, to help them to, leave, you know, free up some of their time. They're intentional with their content, intentional with connecting with other people um, and, and who you're saying yes to you know, and who you're saying no to also. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Katie, great stuff. Um, Thank you. So what I want to do now, we, we okay, here's the rules. You, just, <laughs> okay. you pick one. You don't have to elaborate. You don't have to explain. You don't have to qualify. Just, just pick one and, <laughs> you know, just pick the one that, that feels best. And then it, it just kind of helps people get an, a glimpse into, into your mind and into, into your priorities, <laughs> if you will. Okay. <laughs> so Facebook or Instagram? Oh gosh, Facebook. <laughs> Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Book or podcast? Oh, don't get mad, but I'm going to say book. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, Katie, thanks. We'll see you later. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Alexa or Google Home? Alexa. Crap, I forgot to unplug her. Hang on. <laughs> that happens every freaking week. But... <laughs> so funny. <laughs> She's like, yes. <laughs> yep. Always listening. <laughs> Burgers or pizza? Pizza. New York or LA? New York. Inman, New York or Inman, San Francisco? Ooh, Inman, New York. Really? That kind of surprises me. <laughs> I love New York City. Yeah. Oh, well, so do I. <laughs> Are we in a real estate bubble or no bubble? Oh, no bubble. Podcast or vlog? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be 0 for 2, I have a feeling. <laughs> Vlog, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I do love podcasts, though. I promise. <laughs> well, well, thank you for throwing that in there. I feel good. <laughs> YouTube or IGTV? YouTube. YouTube or Facebook Live? Mm, Facebook Live. Book or audio book? Book. So you, you really like to read. You like to read, yeah. Old reading, <laughs> and then it, so I've learned a lot of really cool apps from you, just like little apps for putting graphics on top of photos, like Word Swag and stuff like that. What one app recommendation that you haven't talked about yet can you give people? Sure, um, one of my new favorite apps. I I do really like IGTV. I know I picked YouTube over it a second ago, but <laughs> um, one of my favorite apps for actually IGTV or any kind of video video editing is Videorama. I recently downloaded this. Videorama is a really fun app. It allows you to edit 
vertical video, horizontal video, square video, and you can like really easily add your logo or put text across the bottom of your uh, of your videos, and it's just easy to use. Just a great like little video editing app for your phone. So that's been one I've been playing around with a lot. Nice. Yeah, I've I used to use that a little bit, but it's been a while. It's one of those things. It's like oh, the new the, you know the bright shiny object <laughs> just happens with apps for me. Yes. Um, but that's a great app. You can do a lot with it. So I I agree with that one, Katie. That's a good one. Nice. Nice. There's also another one, Video Shop. That one's a good one too. So Video Rama and Video Shop. Those have been kind of the two that I've been sort of playing around with, with, with video editing. Awesome. Cool. Well, Katie, thanks for being on the Massive Agent Podcast. And people who, it, it would be really weird if they don't already know who you are, but if they don't, <laughs> how can they, how can they find you? How can they learn more about you and your Get Social Academy? Absolutely. Well, we have lots of great free resources over on our website, katielance.com. We've got videos and just all kinds of great free training. We've got a great content grid you can download for free that'll help with, you know, managing your social media and kind of getting started. Uh, and we did, we have launched our academy a couple years ago. We have the Get Social Smart Academy, which is a membership site where agents can sign up monthly or yearly. And it's, it's really a place for them to, to take their social media strategy to the next level. So the uh, members of our academy have full access to all of our training and our courses. And we've got a great private Facebook group community. So that's been super fun. So you can find out all about all of that fun stuff just over on my website. It's just katielance.com. Awesome. Katie, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. I know you're, you're crazy busy. So um, thank you. And we will talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, Justin. I appreciate it. You bet. Take care. I hope you guys learned a few things from that, from that interview with Katie. She's, she's amazing. She's, I, I love, I always learn new things when I talk to her, whenever I watch a video or hear her speak at, at a conference or just talking with her, I always learn something new or I hear about some new app or some new service. That's really cool. So I love that. And guys, a reminder, our massive agent minute, Alexa flash briefing, okay, go check If you guys have Alexa, you need to go enable the massive agent minute flash briefing. And all you have to do is say, Alexa, play my daily briefing and every flash briefing. And they're like mini podcasts, so to speak. So our, our massive agent minute is 60 to 90 seconds. And it's just a daily tip or idea or strategy or rant or, you know, something, something that came to mind that I felt like I needed to share with you guys seven days a week. And all you have to do is go to your Alexa device and say, Alexa, play my daily briefing. And everyone that you're subscribed to or every flash briefing you've enabled, whether it's a weather app or Gary V's mine, whatever, they'll all just play. Now, if you have been listening to the massive agent minute, if you would please on your, on your app, just leave us a review uh, that really helps our flash briefing stand out with the other real estate flash briefings. So if you would just leave us a quick review, we always appreciate that. It helps us get the word out. All right. Now I haven't really mentioned this much before, but something that I really like to do a lot more of the, for the last part of this year into next year is I want to do more speaking and training in other cities. So I've done this numerous times. I am a speaker. I am a trainer, but I don't really put it out there as much. And I don't even think I've mentioned it on the podcast. If you know of any conferences or if you know of any brokerages or teams or title companies or whoever that's looking for a speaker or a trainer on social media, on marketing, on you know anything we talk about here on this show, I'm definitely open and looking for new speaking and training opportunities. So keep that in mind. I'd be happy to come out and, and train and speak for your brokerage or for your title company or for your CE class 
for your company, whatever it is. Uh, but just know that, that that is something that I do. But hey, the reason I'm mentioning this is if you don't let people know what you do, they're not going to know. They're not mind readers. If you have any questions or you don't even know about the Massive Agent Society, our Facebook ad lead gen training system and platform, go check out massiveagentsociety.com. There's some videos over there and some information about what that is. We do only allow one agent per market to join. So there's a list there. If you click on sold out markets, you can see which markets are sold out and which ones are still available, but only one agent per market is allowed to join that. And then I will see you guys next week for the next episode of the Massive Agent Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one, guys. 